Cam Newton making the most of his touches. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Southlaw Football Guys podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger. With me, as always, Adam Sidek and Robbie Larson. The return of Robbie Larson. Yeah. Welcome back. He's back. back. I missed the best episode ever last <laughs> week, so... Oh, you're well, being, hopefully we'll, we'll be even better this week, right? You're being too kind with that. <laughs> uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't our best episode in terms of uh, accuracy for picks, that's for sure. Yeah, it felt like a like it was a pretty it felt like a tie, week. you know, yeah. just like the lines. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a uh, we got an exciting uh, episode here. Uh, it's hard to believe we're already in week eleven now. The season's moving along, but the good news is we got an extra extra week to uh, to enjoy. So that's always fun. Um, we're going to get into our Week 11 picks, but first uh, we want to break down for you how we did last week, so um, let's just jump right into it. Our Week 10 lead pipe locks. Uh, Adam, we'll start it off with the good. Uh, Lions plus nine, even before the Big Ben news broke. So nice job there. Too easy. Yeah, Dan Campbell had those guys playing for a tie off the pie. <laughs> no one wanted to win Nobody that wanted game. to win that, that game. Uh... That was... That was the went the full what fifty eight minutes just or uh, seventy minutes. That overtime was just a train wreck to watch. Yeah, it just couldn't just couldn't take your eyes off. But just like fumbles, everything was just drops, going wrong. It was a sloppy ass game. A couple of sloppy ass offenses. <laughs> uh, Robbie Raiders money line. So I missed. That's bad. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, not... hey. it's basically it's... as bad as my Rams minus four. So I missed. I think collectively we we missed by like sixty points on that. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, here's another one we missed big on a uh, podcast parlay: Ravens Dolphins over forty six and a half. Oh, so I missed. Painful to watch. Yeah, oh man, and we also had the Rams minus four in there. And then, so I missed. Had a slip it in again. Yeah, and then Lions plus nine. Uh, we did get that. So. Yeah. That's good, at least. But uh, yeah, you know we're we're gonna bounce back here. Uh, tough week, but uh, that's just because we didn't have Robbie. We got Robbie to talk some sense into us this week, so uh, we're ready to go. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we're gonna get you uh, guys ready here for the week eleven slate. Uh, should be a good week. Um, just a reminder, everybody, make sure you're following us on, on social media. So whether that's Twitter or Instagram, our handle is SL Football Guys. Again, brother Jeff doing great work over there for us. Uh, Brother Jeff gonna be uh gonna be in the house uh for the episode next week, so looking forward to that. Turkey Day, big Thanksgiving episode. He'll be in town, so yeah, we'll get him in here. Yeah, and if you guys uh, enjoy listening to the podcast, you know, leave leave an Apple Apple uh, iTunes review. I couldn't make it funny, you know, but we uh, might read it off. Oh yeah, if if you get vulgar in the Apple review, we will definitely read that off. That'll be fun. Um. But uh, yeah, so uh, before we get into Robbie, you've got a, uh, a fun little uh, statistical analysis you did. Uh, but before we get into that, why don't we uh, hear from our sponsor? All right, this week our sponsor is Cameron's Baby Back Ribs. Uh, you know, I, I love my barbecue, and uh, Cameron's is just about as good as it gets. Uh, their specialties are, you know, baby back ribs. Um, they're. Uh, Known for their Carolina barbecue sauce, honey mustard, uh, very good. Um, also, huge into uh, you know they're very tender meats, and uh, you know the motto is just keep pounding, and uh, that's what they do there. And I tell you what, if you're going down to Carolina, if, go to Cameron's Baby Back Ribs. Uh, I mean, it's right up there with 
Bojangles is just staples of Southern hospitality. So I've uh, I've had them myself, and uh, those ribs are perfect. Oh yeah, they are. Oh, they're so good. You know, glad they're a sponsor this week. Um, but uh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, they're they you know COVID. They were you know they went out of business for a little bit, but they're back. And uh, yeah, get the ribs while you can. Yeah, you know, all American business. You know, true patriot. Yep. You know, just amazing. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Cameron's baby back ribs. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they're gonna stick around. Uh, you know, fine establishment. We like what they're doing. So. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, all right, Robbie, going to turn it over to you. Uh, you did a little bit of an analysis here uh, on uh, days of the week and uh, over-unders and, and point totals, so why don't you take that away? What you remember is false. Yeah, what you remember is false. Uh, so going into this, you know, they, you know, I think we've said a lot about uh, days of, like Thursday games, and, you know, honestly, I think we've had some different, different opinions on uh, – whether it uh, leads to uh, higher scoring t- point totals or lower scoring point totals. Um, you know, I've, I've definitely seen a lot on each of them going all around, whether it's uh, offense doesn't have enough time to, on the short week, to um, be prepared enough to have a good game plan so they kind of struggle, or the opposite, at the short week kind of hurts the defense, not enough time to recover. But uh, what, I've rem- what we remember there, I it just looking at the data for the last five years, it, you know, it, both of those are false. Um, it's actually, if you just, uh, just looking at, um, the average points scored, um, on Thursday, Monday, Sunday, and even Saturday games, uh, average is about 45 points right there, 45, 46, somewhere in that ballpark. It's pretty much consistent. Um, but, the one thing that I did notice at the Vegas totals on Monday night, those are actually much higher on average than the rest of the week. So it seems like maybe it's public opinion that, uh, you know, Monday night is a higher scoring affair, which I, I guess you could, uh, you know, I, I guess I could see why that is a, a common opinion, because if you think of like uh, games like that Rams Kansas City game from a while ago where they put up what was it, 105 points total between the two, um, you've seen some big games on Monday night, and I think the public just uh, wants to believe that hey, all Monday night games are higher scoring, but that is not necessarily the case. So when you're looking at days of the week, um, I, I found there's not really any difference uh, to point totals. So, you so, know, these are professionals, you know, I, I guess, you know, they could be ready at any point of the week. So that, that's, that's pretty interesting. So you're saying that Vegas sets their Monday night lines higher than. So the final Vegas line. So, you know, that, that could be a lot of factors. It could be what Vegas set, sets because, you know, what Vegas, they, they're trying to get equal sides of the bet sure. if possible. Right. And if the public just believes that Monday night um, is going to go over most of the time, you know, they're, they're going to set that higher. So, um, you know, that you could potentially find some good value on the under on Monday nights. I did look back for this year, and so far uh, Monday nights have left to six overs and four unders, so that hasn't really rang true so far this year. But uh, uh, just something to keep in mind that uh, it does, day of the week doesn't really affect point totals. Yeah, my uh, my narrative is always that you know defense doesn't have uh, enough time to kind of get over the bumps and the bruises from the previous week, and 
Uh, so they're kind of a step behind. But I guess, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, not exactly true. Jenny doesn't buy it either. So uh, yeah, no, I, she she's not a believer. <laughs> I mean, not not just us, but like I, I've I've sworn that I've heard a thousand times that the the Thursday night games go under, like as a trend. But apparently, what I remembered is false. Yeah, well, thanks for bringing that, Robbie. Because yeah, I was I was preaching a false narrative there. So good to good to we, get that. I think we all were preaching some false narratives, to be honest. Well, right on cue then with talking about uh, days of the weeks. So why don't we uh, get into our uh, week eleven slate? And of course, we're starting with Thursday night football. Uh, interesting matchup here. We've got the New England Patriots uh, heading to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons are six and a half point. Uh, home dogs in this one uh, to a very hot Patriots team. Super Bowl uh, rematch of three yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, three, four years ago? Probably four, right? I don't ever foresee a Atlanta 25-point lead in this game, but, uh, you know, you never know. Uh, Over-under in this one set at 47-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, why don't you uh, start us off? Oh, yeah, I'm going to start it off. Let me just say this. I am loving the Patriots, especially at minus six and a half this week. And I'm going to just say it right now. This is going to be my lock of the week. But it's a lock. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start off hot here. You know, it's been a while since I've had one of these Thursday night games, you know, to put the pressure on to start these locks. But uh, I'm feeling really good about this. Uh, this is... Uh, um, a Patriots team that's just been clicking on on offense. You know they've they've just been so good on ground uh, passing game. You know Mac Jones has done exactly what he needs to do. You know stat sheets haven't really shown him uh, being super productive, but he's been doing everything he needs to do. And this Patriots team is able to capitalize off it. And not to mention this defense has just been so good. Um, you know they probably. They're probably a very similar defense to what Dallas is, to be honest. And we just saw the the whooping they put on the Falcons this past week. And but the real big key to this one for me is Cordero Patterson. Um, you know he's questionable. He's a game time decision with ankle injury that he suffered in that that first first quarter of the game against Dallas and. You know, ever ever, I I went back into the game logs of this one and just wanted to see what kind of effect this had on the team. And you know, yards per play when Cordero Patterson was in was at five point eight yards per play for the Atlanta offense. But after he went out, you know, it went down way to three point two yards per play, and that's that's pretty significant. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure like part of it they weren't really planning on him. Leaving, you know, he's been so essential to that offense. But even if he does play, you know, that coming off an ankle injury, um, you know, he he likes to use a lot of cuts to get open and move around the formation. I, I think that's got to be hindering him a little bit. And I, I don't trust this offense to do a whole lot. You know, we saw Falcons had a tough time at the beginning of year finding their identity on offense. And I, I'm not going to believe they're going to find a – a new identity without Cordell Patterson. You know, Bill Belichick loves to shut up down the top option for the opposing team. So Kyle Pitts might be having some fits on Thursday. And, you know, I think that's about it. All I've got to say here, I love this Pets minus six and a half here. Let's start it off hot. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. I, they're one of my confidence picks this week. Uh, you know, only giving up 13 points the last two weeks. Uh, they, they'll find a way defensively to, you know, neutralize Kyle Pitts and force Russell Gage, Wayne Gallman, Mike Davis. Those guys are not a crew of, you know, gents that are going to beat this Patriots team. Um, so I, I, yeah, to get this line under a touchdown um, is, a, is a fine play. So yeah, and. You know, what else can you say about um, Mac Jones so far this year? He's just been superb. Yeah, um, you know, I don't think we'd be in week 11. Uh, I, I certainly didn't think we'd be in week 11 talking about, you know, the Patriots' success and the reason being for it uh, is Mac Jones. Uh, I think there was a narrative to say that uh, this Patriots defense with a lot of uh, returning players that opted out from COVID, uh, that they were, you know, had the potential to kind of step up from last year. But uh, I certainly didn't see um, Mac Jones playing this well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, quite frankly, he's he's the reason they are where they're at. I mean, they're, they're playing great. Uh, they look good on both sides of the ball. So I'm with you guys. I like the Patriots here, uh, minus six and a half. Um I just think, you know, this Falcons team is in complete disarray. They they looked horrible against the Cowboys last week. Uh, didn't even belong in the same field as them. And so, um, I mean, the Patriots are another good team. It just doesn't get any easier for them. And, and boy, uh, Matt Ryan, just he, he looks older and older each week. So, um, just uh, I don't think this is going to be a particularly close game. I think the Patriots will have this one um, probably from the second quarter on. But, uh We'll see. That's why they play the game. All right, next game up, we've got the New Orleans Saints heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles, where the Eagles are one-point favorites at home. Over-under in this one is 43-and-a-half. Guys, I like the Saints in this one. Um, I I just think when you think about uh, that Saints defense, yeah, this Eagles team, they can put up points. you know, especially in garbage time. But I think this is going to be one of the tougher defenses that they're called upon to play. And uh, I, I just think I think this is going to be a low-scoring game here as this over-under portrays. It's only set at 43-and-a-half. Uh, you got the Eagles are a one-point favorite in this game. Um, I'm liking the Saints here. I just think uh, I'm surprised that they're underdogs to begin with. I think that they should be able to win this one on the road. Yeah, I'm with you on the Saints, too. I like them. Uh, this matchup, it's sort of strength versus strength. The Eagles, um, you know, the f- first month or so, they, they barely ran the ball. I think the last four weeks they've been a run-first team. I think Jalen Hurts only had three pass attempts in the second half last week. Uh, but it's been working for them. You know, they're they're finding their identity, and um, they're starting to win some games. But in this matchup, Going up, going up against the Saints defense, you know they're very good against the run, one of the best in the league. So I'm not sure they're going to be that effective, and I sort of might force the hand and make Jalen Hurts uh, throw the ball a lot more than he has been lately. And I think that's advantage Saints. Uh, on the other side, the offense, uh, Trevor Simeon hasn't looked completely great. Uh, I know they were down Kamara last week. He looks like he should be good this week to go. So uh, I, I, I'm leaning Saints here. Um, you know, take a money line if it's if it's available. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm actually gonna side with the Eagles here. Um, this this is a game that's uh, it's gonna be 
I, I think it's going to be close the whole way. Um, you know, e- Eagles, yeah, I, I think it's going to be – might be a little struggle for them getting run ball against the Saints' rush defense, which has been very good. But that, that might force uh, Jalen Hurts to throw it a little more. And, you know, I, I, I know the Saints could keep pace. They could keep up points. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this total at 43 and a half. And, you know, I'm actually liking the over here. Um, I, I think I'm – I think the Eagles are going to have no problem putting up, up points. They have been putting up points pretty consistently, especially the last couple of weeks once they kind of mix up their game plan a little bit. And Saints, you know, they, they've they been competing with just about anyone they play. Um so I, I'm, I'm liking the over in this game right here. Um, you know, I, I, I think this game could go either way as far as it, who comes out victorious here. So I think this is a pretty good line. I'm probably not going to touch that one. Yeah, um, I don't know. It could, should be a tight game. I just uh, I got a feeling that this, uh, this will be more of a defensive battle. So we'll see, Robbie. Um, I didn't. I didn't have enough. I thought it was a pretty solid line by Vegas. Obviously, forty three and a half is already a, a, definitely like below average. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe uh, maybe the Eagles will be able to break through and uh, and continue running the ball well. So we'll see. Okay, guys. Next up, we've got the uh, Dolphins taking on the Jets. Uh, this game is in MetLife in New Jersey, where the uh, Jets are three and a half point uh, home underdogs in this one. Over under set at forty five. Kind of an interesting development that came out today, guys. Uh, turns out starting for the Jets, not going to be Mike White. We are looking at the return of Joe Flacco this week. So, uh, very interesting. Um, it definitely kind of throws a wrench in this game. Uh, bit of a surprise to me. I mean, Mike White obviously, uh, you know, has flashed here. Um, so, I, I don't know, but uh, you're going to get the experience uh, from the veteran here this week. Uh, Dolphins uh, coming off a strong performance uh, 10 days ago against the uh, Ravens. So uh, they're uh, coming on hot. Um, guys, at least for me, I, I like the Dolphins here. I liked a lot of what I saw uh, against the Ravens. And, uh, you know, against this Jets team, I think they're able to carry that forward. Uh, they've got the long layover off of uh, Thursday Night Football last week, so they should be well-rested. Um you know, I think uh, I think this is a game where the uh, Dolphins' defense can really impose their will and uh, and handle uh, uh, Joe Flacco, a quarterback that uh, definitely hasn't had much reps uh, recently. So um, I, I'm not expecting much out of him. Uh, so I mean, I'm a little bit surprised. I kind of thought this line would be a little bit higher in favor of the Dolphins. So to be only uh, be able to get this at three and a half, I feel pretty good about that. I'll take Dolphins. Yeah, I, I, originally I was sort of hesitant on this game, but looking into it more, I really actually like the Dolphins here on the road. Um, you know, just looking at the last two games for each of these teams uh, on defensive side, Dolphins have given up 19 points combined in the last two games, both wins. Jets have given up combined 90 points in the last two games, both losses. Uh, you know, and I I, I think the you, you saw that, that offense get a little bit of a boost once Tua got back in the game um just it looked a lot looked a lot more uh a lot a little bit more rhythm i i feel like they're uh to a to is able to you know maneuver in the pocket just look give you a different look than what they're getting from Brissett. and i think all of us expected this dolphins team to be better than what they what they have been so far but um i i 
I just think they're a class above the Jets right now. And I know three and a half on the road for a three and seven team is a little high to give up, but in this case, I'm definitely willing to do it. And I just don't think Joe Flacco is the answer. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, This is this Dolphins team. Like you said, the defense has been looking a lot better. You know, thought there would be a lot better to start the season, but you know they kind of had shaky start. But they are looking a lot better lately. And Tua, you know, you got to imagine that that finger is going to get a little, a little bit more comfortable for him coming in this week after playing a a little short shortened game this past week. Um, against the Ravens once he came in. But, uh, you know, yeah, nothing about this Jets team is very inspiring right now. But, uh, you know, three and a half, um, you know, if, if you take it, I, I maybe buy it down to three points, to be honest. Something about this, uh, I'm probably just staying away altogether. Um, probably mostly just the divisional game aspect between these two. You know, they played each other quite a bit, but... You know, I, I don't see any reason why the Dolphins shouldn't be able to cover this three and a half. I'm just a little too nervous about that between these two uh, bottom tier teams. Yeah, um, I think uh, I, I definitely think it's not a bad decision to lay off this game, especially with uh, the unknown of Flacco kind of coming back in. You, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, so maybe not a bad decision I, I still think i'm leaning dolphins but uh yeah i'll have to kind of think on this a little bit more maybe check the weather to see if uh this is something i really want to bet all right next up guys we've got the uh, washington football team fresh off a big win against the uh, tampa bay buccaneers they are playing the panthers who got a big win in cam newton's return to town last week uh panthers are three and a half point favorites at home here and the over-under is set at 43. Um, Adam, what are your thoughts? I really like the Panthers here. Um, you know, that team just absolutely dominated the Cardinals last week. Um, you know, I think just the combination of having McCaffrey back, Cam in the red zone, um, P.J. Walker didn't look great, but I, I expect Cam to be the, the full-time starter this week, and uh, Coach Rule said so, and, you know, he – I. I Looking at the other side, the team, um, huge win. Uh, they, they offensively, they they put together probably the best drive of the year. That nine minute drive to ice the game. But I mean, I think last week is more of a fugazi. Um, they they they're really gonna lose Chase Young on the defensive side who tore his ACL in that matchup. Um, but I I just think the Panthers are trending in a in a good direction. We we all know Sam Darnold wasn't the answer. Um, Maybe Cam's the answer, but either way, I, I think this team gets a jolt and uh, laying three and a half here at home. Definitely, definitely a good play for me. Yeah, I I actually really like the Panthers. You know, there a lot of these, a lot of games. You know, a lot of big uh, point swings uh, come from the quarterback position, right? You know, if you get Rodgers not playing, you know, you see a massive swing. You know, same Russell Wilson. You know, guys like that. But I I think a big key to this offense is Christian McCaffrey and. Uh, you know, the Panthers, you you saw they were struggling without him. And, you know, Chubba Hubbard could only do so much uh, with his skill set. McCaffrey's just a whole different type of player. You know, he could do anything for this Panthers offense, and he's used all the time, you know. So I, I actually really love the Panthers here, minus three and a half at home. You know, 
This is going to be a fun uh, Cam Newton versus Riverboat Ron revenge yeah. game. I don't know who's the revenge for, but you know, I I'm really liking the Panthers this week. A team is kind of trending down lately, but and you know, I think the Panthers are trending up. So I I'll even take them minus three and a half. But you know, if you're not sure about it, I'd say just go Panthers yeah, minus three. You know, buy 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 the extra half point. Yeah, I'm going to take the Panthers here. Um, I like I like the number at home minus three and a half. That's not uh, that's not too much to overcome. Obviously, um, you know they're they're uh, they're going to be a different team to deal with now that they got Cam at the helm. Um, you know, Washington football team obviously big injury right with uh, Chase Young. So uh, you know, in the moment, you can kind of use that as a rallying cry, and I think they did uh, against the Bucks. They were able to kind of you know really uh answer the call there but uh eventually i think reality sets in and that guy was that guy's the heart and soul of that team uh definitely the defense and uh, this is a tough pill to swallow for them um i think it's the nail in the coffin just uh, a lot of bad injuries for them this year so i think the panthers minus three and a half is the play i, I expect them to be able to cover all right next game up uh this is a this is a very good matchup i think this is one to watch here Indianapolis Colts heading into Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills are seven-point favorites in this one, and the over/under is set at fifty. Um, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Adam. Adam, what are your thoughts? This is a tough game to call. I think seven's a good line. I'm going to lean Colts. Um, you know, this was a matchup rematch of the playoffs last year, and that was game came down to a philip rivers hail mary which he couldn't throw uh, <laughs> but uh i i expect this one to be close um i can definitely see this being a push but uh, i'm a lean i'm a lean colts i think both offenses are going to be able to do what they want in this game i know bill's defense is a little bit better than the colts but um i think the colts run game is definitely better than the bills and uh you know colts secondary not not the worst they're they're more um liable to the run so i think this game stays close 50 point over under i'd lean over in this game i just expect a lot of points and i i this could be a back and forth matchup all 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 day so um liking the colts and i'm liking the over 50 yeah i like the colts here um i think they're going to keep it close i like the speed of their defense to kind of counteract what the bills do offensively um, my kind of take here is I'm actually thinking the under here 50 is a, a bit much, but I think this is going to be a very competitive game. Um, I think these two teams, uh, you know, Colts are kind of finding their stride. They're one of the hotter teams in the league and the bills, uh, you know, a couple of hiccups here and there, but, uh, you know, they're still, they certainly have a point to prove. I, nice to see them kind of bounce back and dominate against the jets. They did what they were supposed to do. Um, but this is going to be kind of a tougher test against a uh, good Colts team. I don't know, just seven points seemed like a bit too much to me. Uh, so I like the Colts, but yeah, I'm expecting kind of a, a very tight, uh, more lower scoring game. Like I said, I think uh, Darius Leonard uh, can spy on uh, Allen and keep him kind of in the pocket and check. And, uh, you know, the Bills running game hasn't exactly been explosive uh, so they're going to be relying and going through the air, whereas the Colts' running game uh, is really their bread and butter, and it's what they've been using well. So I think their game plan is going to be to try to contain Allen. Uh, Darius Leonard is uh, you know, best equipped in the league maybe to do that. And then uh, you know I expect some ball control offense out of them uh, to keep that uh, Bills offense off the field. So uh, I'm going to take Colts plus 7, and I like the under. 
Yeah, the, you know, I'm I'm right there with you, both you guys. Um, you know, maybe not the over under. I think that's a pretty good line. You know, maybe I'd lean over on this one. Uh, but uh, you know, one concern for me for this Colts team, you know, Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner didn't practice today. I mean, granted, it's what Wednesday it could sometimes just mean it's a veteran's day of rest. So that's something probably should monitor uh, going on through the rest of the week. But I would expect them right now to both play. Um, and, you know, it, assuming they do, you know, Colts should be able to keep this close. Uh, this the Colts are definitely a, a team that's been trending up for the last month or so, ever since uh, Carson Wentz's, both his ankles uh, became a little healthier. And this Bills team, um, you know, they've been good. They, they, there's no doubt in that. They're definitely one of the tops of the AFC for good reason. Um, they're definitely a team to be. I mean, technically, Titans are actually top of the AFC right now based on win-loss. But I, I still think the Bills are kind of the team to beat here. But, um, you know, it, I, I, I just expect this is going to be a lot closer game than a seven-point spread implies. Uh, I, I think the Colts should be able to stay with it. Yeah, the, like I said, I think this is one of the um, marquee matchups of the week, so uh, hopefully it's a good one. All right, uh, next game up, we've got the Detroit Lions uh, heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are 9.5-point favorites in this one with the over-under set at 45. Uh, guys, I like the uh, Lions in this one. Kind of a uh, run it back from last week here. Kind of a similar story. You've got uh, an offense that... Uh, you know, they've had a couple breakout games, but, uh, you know, for the most part, the Browns uh, are not putting up a ton of points right now. Uh, questions about Baker's health. Uh, obviously, Odell Beckham out. You might get uh, Nick Chubb returning this week, but I mean, even still, um, I just don't know that the Browns are going to put up enough points to cover nine and a half. Granted, they're at home, but uh, to me, I just, I think the Lions are going to be able to kind of keep in this game. They'll do enough. Uh, they'll move the ball enough to, to put up enough points to cover the nine and a half here. So I really like that. I think the, uh, the under is a good play in this one. Uh, like I said, this Browns offense, not scoring, but, uh, Miles Garrett, uh, he should be able to contain, uh, the lions for the most part. Uh, obviously you've got, uh, you know, Browns have a very good secondary too, although uh, the Patriots certainly exposed them last week. Um, but uh, I, I expect this game to go under. I'm thinking a lower-scoring game, uh, very physical, grinded-out type game. You know, I, I really like the under, too, um, it, especially looking at the early weather reports in Cleveland. You know, Cleveland always gets some pretty bad weather around this time of year, um, but it, it's expected to be pretty windy and pretty rainy and sloppy, and, you know, this just calls for maybe a ground game on both sides of the ball, and... Um, you know, I, I think a little bit of that Browns-Patriots game was a fugazi last week in the sense that um, uh, Miles Garrett missed. But he's trending in the right direction this week. And if he plays, you know, I, I think that'd be – he'd be a big uh, key to stopping this uh, Lions uh, run game, especially with Swift being ba- as banged up as he is and Jamal Williams missing the last couple games. What are they using there like – backup safety as a running back now is that that what i've been seeing um but uh you know i I, i'm leaning the browns minus nine and a half here you know i would expect chubb to be back but you know i actually you know adam you're telling me 
before we started here that uh, you know uh, he's actually uh, he's still on a very unsure yeah which is a little concerning it seemed like it would have been enough time had passed right you would Um, think yeah but uh, either way you know uh, Darius Johnson has been he's been good as as a running back in that system and you know. I'd like the Browns to run away with this, but, um, you know, I, I'm probably not t- playing the spread, but I will play the under here. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much have the same play as you, Robbie. I like the my my main play in this game is the under. Uh, you mentioned it, weather. Both, uh, this Browns defense is talented. I know they got their ass whooped last week, but they're better than that. Um, I think getting Miles Garrett's going to help. And I, just, I mean, Lions with 16 points last week seemed like an uh, offensive outbreak for them. So uh, I, I just, yeah, I don't see that game really going over unless some fluky stuff happens. But in the spread, I'm, I'm going to take Browns minus nine and a half. I'll probably stay off, but um, just, I think talent wins overall. And we, we've seen it from the Lions so far this year. It's sort of a, you know, good week, bad week thing with them. Um, and I, you know, they had a good week last week. So I, they might be in for a, uh, a little bit beat down here on, on Lake Erie. But, um, yeah, not. I can't say I'm excited to watch this one. <laughs> that is very fair. That yeah. is very fair. I would agree with that. Should be an ugly game. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, another game that could potentially be ugly. Uh, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, heading all the way out to the East Coast to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jags are plus six at home in this one with an over-under set at 45. Uh, Robbie, kick us off here. Yeah, uh, they, it's, uh, this Jaguars team, uh, they, they've been kind of, I mean, they haven't been winning many games. Or they've won, what, one game? Is that, is that right? I, I can't even remember. Because two games. Two games. Two they, games. They, they did win two games. Okay. That's right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I totally forgot about that uh, crazy upset against uh, the, or the Bills. Bills. Oh, yeah. Um, that just busted everybody's <laughs> uh, eliminator open pretty much, right? Um, but um, this 49ers team, I think, is getting a little healthier right now. You know, you saw Kittle come back, and that definitely opened up the passing offense a little bit. Um, I know Elijah Mitchell uh, just ha- has a broken finger, but he's probably still good to play. E- either way, uh, Jeff Wilson's back healthy, so he- he's a good um, replacement for him if need be. I mean, either of those guys I'm pretty confident in running in this 49ers Shanahan running game system. But, um, you know, so I'm going to side with the Niners here. Uh, I think they've just uh, they're just getting too healthy right now. Um, Jaguars, you know, they also, uh, J-Rob, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, got dealing with some knee issues. Uh, Miles Jack is sat out practice today too. So that's a little concerning, but, uh, I'm not putting too much weight into that. I still think the Niners are going to roll away with this one here. Yeah. I'm actually going to lean the Jags here. Um, getting six points is across cross-country trip for 49ers. Jags defense has actually played pretty decent the last four games or so. They started off as an absolute train wreck, but um, they're starting to get it together, especially against the run, and um, that you know that's where the 49ers sort of make their hay, although um, Jimmy G and Debo Samuel are, are a pretty impressive duo there. Um, you know, all year they've they've really found found good chemistry, and Debo, Debo is so hard to tackle when he's got the ball in open space. Um 
But I, I think at the end of the day, Jags probably keep this one within a touchdown. Um, Trevor Lawrence slowly improving. I think this game we might actually get um, James Robinson back. So uh, I, I just expect the Jags offense to put up enough points and defense to be just uh, stingy enough to keep this within a touchdown. But I, I think the 49ers come out of here with a win. Yeah, you said it, Adam. I think uh, I think this is a good matchup for the Jaguars. Just uh, their strength, which is their run D, against uh, the 49ers' strength, which is uh, their run offense. Um, but I think if uh, if they're forced to let Jimmy G go down the field, um, you know this this should be kind of a closer game. Um, you know, where the Niners uh, really make their haze when they're able to establish the run early and just keep leaning on it, um, and then capitalize off play action, but. The Jags can take away uh, the run early and force uh, some third and longs, then I think uh, this is going to be a pretty competitive game. I don't expect them to win this game, uh, but I think they'll they'll do what they've been doing, and that's, uh, that's just kind of keep covering and keeping games close. So uh, I like the number six here. Um, I think uh, that's a pretty good value. So I'll, I'll take Jags plus six. Uh, just expecting this game uh, to be you know, a little sloppy, but I expect the Jags' D to uh, step up here. Yeah, tough week for the 49ers, playing Monday night at home, flying all the way out, Jags. Yeah, quick turnaround for them. Yeah, tough travel for sure. All right, next game up, uh, divisional matchup. It is the lowly Texans taking on the mighty Titans uh, in, a, in a battle of uh, polar opposites in terms of the standings. Um the Titans are 10-point favorites at home in this one uh, with the over-under set at 44.5. Uh, guys, I, I like the Titans here. I I kind of thought this line would be more. Um, uh, obviously, I think the Texans were on bye last week, yeah. Uh, so they've, they've had a little bit more time to prepare for this, but the Titans are rolling right now. Um, you know, they, they really haven't missed a beat without Derrick Henry, which has uh, been quite a surprise to me. Um, I, I expect them to be able to put up a lot of points here. Um, I, I, I really like the Titans. I, I just think they're going to be able to cover. I also like the over in this game. Uh, I expect them, uh, I, I think the Texans, you know, with, uh, Tyrod, I think they'll be able to do enough, uh, to, to really kind of get this over. I mean, it's at 44 and a half. I expect the Titans to get into the thirties. So, I mean, as long as the Texans can, can muster a little bit, uh, this over should hit, so uh, I'm gonna take the over, and I'm playing the Titans. Yeah, I'm I'm a lean Texans here. Um, I I just have not been impressed with this Titans offense since Derrick Henry's gone down. Um, it's really been their defense that's carried them. Uh, I know they're on a six game win streak, but this 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 screams, uh, you know, I like you know look over game or um, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to find, but um, yeah, I, I just I I think the Texans. You could say that they've been playing better, but that's probably a lie. I, I, <laughs> um, I just don't. I, this Titans offense has really looked pretty bad. I, Adrian Peterson has not looked good. Uh, probably gonna roll uh, Dante Foreman. Yeah, out. he's looked the best yeah. out of the the three that sort of been getting work. But um, AJ Brown without Julio Jones has sort of struggled. You know, it, this one, I, I actually think this is going to be a lower-scoring matchup. I think the Titans are going to struggle to put up points, and I think the Texans are well capable of keeping us within 10 points. So uh, give me the Texans here. Uh, I'll probably stay off, but, um, you know, would not be surprised if they cover here. Yeah, I, I, uh, 
initially had the Titans. Um, this is spoiler alert. I'm not super sure about this game right now. Um, I think this is a good line. Um, I've swapped to the Texans, which just a heads up, you know, whenever I do an on air switch, uh, it usually is a kiss of death. So <laughs> Titans are going to probably roll them right here, but, um, I'm celebrating. <laughs> You're welcome, Evan. Um, but no, I, 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 you definitely made some good points, Adam. Um, it, this does scream like a game that the um, Texans are going to keep it close, especially in the division. Um, you know, I do like how the Titans, the defense is definitely coming up right now. You know, that secondary is starting to look very, very good right now. Um, they're slowly improving uh, to much better defense than what we saw earlier on in Jeff the year. Jeffrey Simmons put himself in defense play of the year category. Oh, yeah, he, he's, he's been he's great. dominating. Um, so this is a game I think I'm going to just stay away from, um, you know, Titans probably should be able to roll them over, uh, by at least 10 points, but, uh, you know, these are divisional games, especially Titans, you know, they, they like to underachieve on, against these, uh, low, low teams. So, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to side with the Texans on this one. And, you know, I just thought a bit fit when Evan, um, said the over, uh, on this one, but, uh, you know, I noticed last week uh, there was quite a bit of unders last week. Uh, it, it was uh, uh, three overs and 11 unders. So uh, it looks like Vegas lines have kind of corrected towards that. But uh, um, probably not going to be expecting as many unders this week. Just something I noticed and thought of right now. Yeah, fair point. Uh, we will see. Yeah, um, you know, there's a couple kind of... Con- conflicting uh aspects to this game uh so we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see whether or not the uh the texans can can uh can get any points up on that titans uh defense which has been staunch of late so we'll see uh next game up uh, another very intriguing matchup uh we've got the uh green bay packers uh taking on the minnesota vikings kind of the hard luck minnesota vikings um you know, I know their their record isn't uh, great, but uh, they've definitely been more competitive uh, than uh, than what their record would state. Vikings are two and a half point uh, underdogs at home in this one, with the over under set at forty nine. Um, guys, I feel pretty good about the Packers in this one. Um, you know, we've talked enough about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, he's he. You just pencil him in for having a good game as long as he doesn't have COVID. Um, so, but really, what what has impressed me the most with the Packers this year is even with uh, some of the injuries they've faced, that defense has played uh, tremendously well, and uh, I, I expect uh, more of the same here. I think they're just a very underrated unit. Um, you know, I think they're overshadowed a bit by Aaron Rodgers in that offense at times, but I, I think this season they've they've really carried a lot of the weight. Um, notable uh, injury for the Packers is Aaron Jones. He's going to be out, so it's going to be A.J. Dillon this week. Um, but even still, I think the Packers uh, should be able to cover the two and a half here. Um, Vikings and Pack have played each other pretty close the last couple seasons, so I'm not surprised that this line is close, but... Um, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the pack here. I just think they're they're the better team overall. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree. Uh, I I think I'm liking the Packers. I, I'm gonna play minus two and a half here. I think they're gonna be they're the better team and they're gonna be able to prevail in this one, especially when the zebras are gonna be given Green Bay the Rodgers rate. 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I do think this, uh, pack, this Packers secondaries has been stepping up a little bit lately. They've kind of been, uh, uh, you know, they've been sneaky good so far this year. And, uh, you know, it's, I know it's, this is probably going to be a game that's going to be a grind the whole way. You know, Vikings like to play it close, but, uh, when it's all said and done, uh, Packers, I think are just a better unit. You know, I, I'm kind of liking the under here. Um, you know, I, I see both teams kind of struggling to put up points and, you know, maybe defenses are going to start stepping up a little bit more, especially early on in this game. So, um, you know, I like I like the Packers to cover the spread and I'd like the under in this one. So I'm going to be playing quite a bit in this game. Yeah, I'm with you on both those, Robbie. I like the under um, and I like the Packers. I, I you know, Evan mentioned it. The Packers defense is re- really coming into form. Um, and this is a team that just, they know how to win. And the Vikings team this year seems to be the opposite. They, they find ways to lose, especially, you know, one-score games. I think they've lost six. All six of their losses have been one-score games. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to be close. But, um, you know, I, if this line was at, you know, Vikings plus three, I, I might not be as, you know, um, confident with the Packers, but getting this line under three, I, I feel real pa- uh, confident the Packers going to win by a field goal or more. So um, definitely loving that line. And, it, it, you know, I this this screams like a bad Kirk Cousins game to me for whatever reason. So I, I, I think the under is a decent play. All right. Well, we are very much aligned on that game. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we talk about that one later. Uh, okay, uh, next game up, we've got the uh, Baltimore Ravens taking on the Bears. Uh, Bears are at home in this one, and uh, they are six-point underdogs with the over-under set at 45-and-a-half. Um, Lamar is under the weather, right, Robbie? Yeah, he's he was a little he had a little illness today. Uh, definitely not because of the Cameron's baby back ribs. That's for sure. Uh, that, like that's a good time. Stuff. He's been sick with something he's, other he's, than COVID. He must just sick, have a yeah. terrible diet or something. Like he's he's just eating just like Taco Bell for like three meals a day or something. Yeah, yeah bad crab cakes in uh, in Maryland. I don't know. Um, at any rate, uh, you know, I I think. Uh, you know, the kind of the key thing with the Bears here is they're coming off by getting a little bit healthier. Uh, Eddie Jackson should be good to go. At least that's kind of the early indication, um, which is I think good for the Bears. Maybe um, who knows really anymore? He might just be really overpaid. Um, but I I still like the Ravens here uh, with the caveat that you know as long as Lamar is uh, is healthy enough to go, I I think they should just uh, really outclass the Bears in this one. Uh, Fields is looking better, um, and so maybe maybe he's going to make me look foolish, uh, but at any rate, then I'll just be hedging my happiness. But um, I just think the Ravens' offense, uh, they're going to come out motivated after a very poor showing on, uh, on Thursday night, and uh, I just expect them to really uh, answer the ball, uh, bell well. Um, you know, Harbaugh, I'm sure Harbaugh uh, was not uh, a pleasure to work with, over the past week and a half uh, since that loss. I'm sure he wants to get that corrected. Uh, so I think they're going to come out hungry in this one. Uh, I like the Ravens minus six, and I'm going to make that my lock of the week. But it's a lock! No! Yeah, I love it. Um, you know, I going in, I, I had Ravens as my confident pick 
uh, minus seven. I, I, I sort of lost a little confidence in them, um, but I, I still like them to cover that line. Um, you know, I, last week they could not figure out how to stop the blitz, the safety blitz that they ran. I think the Dolphins blitzed their safeties more than any other team in the Super Bowl era. And uh, they didn't really adjust, but I, I guarantee you they're going to have a game plan um, with the longer weeks prep to come in. And I, I don't, I don't think the Bears' offense or defense, after watching them this year, ha- have an exotic, you know, game plan like that that could throw Lamar off. I, I would be, I would be shocked if the Ravens didn't have success offensively. And I, I would, I would expect a couple deep balls, whether uh, whether Bateman or. Um, Marquise, I think one of them co- go go to the house on a long touchdown. So I yeah, I like the Ravens here. I actually like the over in this game as well. I, I've liked what I've seen out of the Bears' offense. Um, they're getting healthier, especially on the offensive line. Uh, David Montgomery back. Justin Fields looking better. Uh, we have an A Rob sighting finally <laughs> yeah, last two weeks ago. But yeah, I like the over here. I think that's probably my my favorite play in this game. Yeah, this is a man. This has got to be a game I'm gonna stay away from um you know i'm gonna side with the ravens with you guys but i don't feel great as great as you do about it evan uh just um something about this bears offense i think are going to be able to compete and especially you know things i look for against the bears is can they put pressure on this offensive line and i don't think this ravens d line can do that Uh, i don't think i I think the bears are going to be able to move the ball so i would maybe lean over to um you know I don't hate either of your guys' picks for this game, but, uh, you know, there's there's some question marks here, um, you know, but, um, you know, I, I, I do see the Ravens being able to put up a lot of points on the board here and just re- rely on the Bears trying to play catch-up or trying to keep pace with them, which, you know, I'm not, not entirely sure they would be able to, um, especially if the Ravens uh, get back to pre-Dolphins form. Yeah, the only thing I'm a little bit concerned about is uh, obviously Soldier Field, not the fastest track in the NFL. Uh, it's quite the opposite of it, so maybe that plays into the Bears' hands and, and slows Lamar down. Could be a rainy game, too. Could be a yeah. rainy game, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that could have an effect, but, you know, even still, I, I'm just thinking the Ravens, uh, even if the Bears. I, I like the over, honestly. I think that's a good play. Um, but uh, I, I just even if the Bears are clicking offensively, I just I don't think the Bears defense can can handle what the Ravens are doing. Alright, uh next game up it is the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are one point underdogs at home in this one, with an over under set at fifty. Uh guys, I'm gonna let uh you take the lead. Adam, why don't we start with you? Uh you got stronger takes than I do on this game. Yeah, this one, uh, this one might be my favorite game of the week. Both five and four teams, sort of, I guess, unexpectedly successful this year. Um, especially the Raiders, given everything that's happened with their organization this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to this one. I, I'm going to take the Bengals here. I'm pretty confident with them. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow is impressive. He's been. He's leading the league in interceptions. Uh, I just don't see that playmaking ability from the Ra- Raiders secondary to you know make them make them pay for some mistakes. I I think on the flip side, the Raiders. Um, I don't know what's really gone on with um, Darren Waller. You know they were such a weapon last year and beginning of this year, but they seem he seems to be 
you know, not not getting as many targets and not getting as open. I think maybe de- defenses are really keying in, keying in on him. But he's um, been banged up too. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think the loss of Rugs is really hurting his team. Djax had a bad fumble last week. He he looks like he's washed. Um, I, I like the Raiders or I like the Bengals pretty much just because of the playmakers. Uh, I think you've got a healthy Joe Mixon coming in off the bye. Um, yeah, I, I I'm I was a little shocked that. Um, you know, given a long week that the Bengals were only one point favorites here. I, I just think that talent wise, they're a superior team and probably are better on both sides of the ball. Yeah. I'd say they're, I'd say, yeah, they've got definitely got better playmakers on offense. Uh, that's for sure. I'd say that their defense is a little stronger than what the Raiders is at this point. And so I agree with you. I like the Bengals here that I'm pretty confident in this one. Um, I, I, I think they should be able to pull this one out and especially the Raiders. They, they just seem like their team that's been trending downward lately. Um, coming from the guy who locked them in last week, but you know, I'm going to just forget about that one and move on. Um, you know, I, Raiders have, they're just not looking at as good as they have earlier in the season. And, you know, I think the Bengals are coming off the bye. I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, they, I, so I don't have a great feel for this game. And part of that is, is, I mean, you said the Raiders are, you know, kind of a team on the way down, uh, at least recently. Uh, what about the Bengals? Uh, they have not been playing well recently at all. Uh, at least they're coming off a bye, but uh, they have looked, you know, very poor lately. Uh, very bad loss to uh, the Jets, and then they followed it up with a uh, very bad performance uh, in the division against the Browns, a, a game that, uh, you know, they needed to play well in, and they, and they just did not respond well at all. So, um, yeah, I think this is kind of a gut-check game for them. I think even more so than the Raiders. Um, but, uh, I mean, definitely this is an intriguing matchup just because both of these teams are looking to, to kind of get it back on track. And, and I think if either of these teams is kind of best equipped to do so, I do think it is the Bengals because of what you guys talked about, really. The the playmakers, um, they've just got kind of the, the better talent at the skill positions, and I think uh, the talent will shine through here, even on the road. So uh, I'm going to go Bengals, but uh, don't feel great about it. Probably going to stay off. Uh, but definitely a game I want to watch just because um, – you know, both these teams are kind of sliding, and one of them's got to answer the bell. Yeah, if you throw out that Browns loss, um, their other three losses were all by three points. So it's not like this team's been getting blown out. So I, I, I really think they're a much better team than the Raiders. So I'm, I'm all in on the Bengals this week. Yeah, you just chalking that Jets up loss up to the Mike White phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, I. I <laughs> It's one of those, the uh, one and only catch the Mike White guard. game. Yeah, yeah. apparently his jersey's in the Hall of Fame for that game. It is. <laughs> I'm not sure why. It's way too cheesy. It is. Jets fans. It's, no. uh, they went Disney with that. All right, uh, next game up. Uh, this is a uh, big divisional matchup, and it is the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks need a win in a bad way. Uh, stay competitive in the NFC West. Uh, they're at home in this one, and uh, Seahawks are two and a half point underdogs here. Uh, Over-under in this one is at 49. Uh, Adam, why don't you kick this one off? Yeah, you know, last week I was on the Seahawks' money line, and, you know, it was looking okay for through three quarters, but uh, 
the camel <laughs> broke for the Seahawks and they sort of let it out in the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, I, I was, I've been talking up their defense and their defense played extremely well last week. I don't care what the record or the score says in the end, but they, they were holding the Packers to three points for most of that game. And, you know, when they're on the field for, you know, I, I don't know how many minutes it, it was at least 70% of the game there. Eventually it's going to fold, but you know, I'm I'm not expecting Kyler in this matchup. Not expecting D Hop. Um, if that's the case, I think the Seahawks might blow the doors off the Cardinals here. Uh, I Russ did not look healthy. He was he wasn't the same Russ um, that we're used to in that game. I, it could have been the weather. Just could have been him not being fully healthy. But um, I think another week getting knocking the rust off, um, being at home. I think. I think this is a huge bounce back game for the Seahawks and they need it. And, you know, I, I think the Cardinals might, might take it easier. Like you saw last week, if um, all the pieces aren't together, they, they did not play well. And uh, I, I expect the Seahawks to capitalize this week at home. So you think Wilson's going to knock the rust off? Yeah. Yep. I do too. Um, you, you know, I, I actually kind of expecting Kyler to play. It looks like he's trending the, right direction but yeah d hop i i'd not expect him to play in this game but i do expect russell wilson to be a lot better than last week i mean you got to remember that this is like his first time in his career that russell wilson has ever missed a game so you know i'm not terribly surprised in retrospect looking back at it that first, uh, first time they've been shut know, out his entire career yeah i'm not terribly surprised that he was a little rusty and not used to having to come back from an injury and figure it out but so um you know i like getting the points with seattle at home um you know they they always have a a little bit of a home field advantage here um you know that they, they love to get at it with that 12th man you know but uh you know this is probably a game I'm going to stay off unless uh, there's news that Kyler is out. If Kyler's out and this line stays the same, then you better know I'm going to slam the Seahawks money line. But I'd expect that this line kind of flips to Seahawks being favorites if that happens. First of all, let me just say this. I love the conflicting independent medical evaluations provided by both of you. It's just like, ah, Kyler's not going to play. Kyler will play. I don't even want us to go deeper. I kind of like it just like, oh, you know, we got different feelings. But, um, well, we agreed that D-Hop's probably not playing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I like the Seahawks here. I just think, uh, you know, obviously Cardinals are banged up. Uh, Seahawks, you know, Russ did not look great last week. Uh, first came back from the injury. You know, you think about these hand injuries. Maybe the cold was bothering him. I mean... You know, it's not like uh, it should be. It's going to be warmer in Seattle for this game, but I mean, this is kind of when you get into the rainy season up there. It gets chilly. It's not exactly optimal performance for that either. But even still, I just think they're going to be the hungrier team out there. They really need the win. Um, and uh, I, I think even if Kyler were to play, I, I'd still be taking the Seahawks here. I just think you know, every every year you get a team with its back against a wall that just has to has to respond and I think this this is the time for the Seahawks big division game they're going to be at home uh you lose this one and I don't know you can probably call it for their season I mean it, it would take it would take uh you know quite a comeback for them to really you know return to being kind of contenders and get back into the contention in the NFC um I, I think uh I think Seahawks gotta win this one and uh 
I think Russ I think Russ responds um in you know the Seahawks defense has has really been uh carrying them while he was out and uh I expect uh I expect them to show up again today or I'm sorry on a Sunday against the Cardinals and uh I, I think that they'll respond so I like you said Robbie I like them getting uh the two and a half points here uh just hoping that uh hand you know, maybe it was the cold bothering him, but I'm hoping uh, it's a much better Russ game than what we saw last Sunday. Because if it's a repeat performance, they don't have a shot. You know, thinking more about it, Adam. You know, it, it it's probably a good idea to just lock in Seahawks money line right now. Because um, oh, as I see it, like I I think that's pretty fair value. Um, if this if like Kyler does end up playing and this line kind of stays the same, I think that's pretty fair value. It might be. About a 50-50 shot, Seahawks would win this one. Maybe a little less. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But if it, if it does swing the other way and Kyler's not starting and this line shifts because of it, you know, you're getting amazing value by locking it early, in early. So, you know, that that's maybe not a bad idea. I might just throw sprinkle a little bit on Seahawks money line just to get that in. I just wonder if, you know, a week after kind of getting the doors blown off by the Panthers, if, if you know, uh, Cliff is feeling the pressure, and he feels like he's got to respond after that. I mean, the record's good enough that they could sit him another week. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they, they don't, don't need to. They don't need they, it. But last year, they were just that his injury crippled their season. I just yeah, don't think they're going to risk it. That's um, more what I'm thinking. How they're dealing with this? Yeah, uh, but we'll see. I, I think that's going to kind of be a, an interesting situation to monitor uh, as the week unfolds. All right, uh, next game up. Uh, this this is uh this has got the over written all over it. Um Cowboys Chiefs, uh this game's in Arrowhead. Uh two and a half point favorite are the Chiefs. Um and uh the over under in this one, no surprise, it's the highest of the week, fifty six and a half. Um you know, it, it it would be I would be remiss if I didn't toss this up to anybody but Adam. So Adam, <laughs> take it away. Yeah, I think everybody who knows me knows my, what my pick's going to be this week. But uh, I'll just lay it out here right now. Cowboys money line, um, my lock of the week. But it's a lock. No. Uh, I'm going to start off on the other side with the Chiefs. Um, last week, um, you know, we've been saying it for a while that teams were taking away the deep ball and sort of forcing Mahomes to make the checkdowns and – you know, up until last week, he hasn't bit on those and was still forcing the ball downfield. Uh, last week was, in his entire career, the lowest amount of um, yards per throw um, that he had. Or, um, uh, what's the word? How, how far down the field his throws were average. Um, it was air five, yards. target. Air yeah, yards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, average depth per target um, was a full yard below his entire career low. So they he obviously just took the checkdowns and it worked. Um, Damian Williams out of the backfield catching the ball was fantastic. Um, you know they their offense looked way better than it has all year. Um, so I, I I like what the adjustments they made. Um, I think Cowboys defense they've been okay. Uh, last week they were. Just, really good i think that had a lot to do with um the revenge game from um dan quinn coming back and get, getting his former team there i, I like seeing that but uh offensively cowboys um you, you could throw out that game that they had two weeks ago when Dak wasn't 
I guess, fully healthy against the Broncos. Um, that just, uh, you know, you saw the complete opposite of what what that was last week versus the Falcons. You know, they were full steam ahead, sitting their starters fourth quarter. Um, but in this game, you know, I, I I just expect that the Cowboys have a little bit more in terms of balance to, you know, they're going to try to keep the Chiefs' offense off the field, um, whereas the Chiefs, I don't know if they have a ground game good enough to do that. Um, I, you know, I, I just have a feeling that the Cowboys, um, you've seen a lot of creativity out of their offense. I, I feel like you might see a trick play here. Um, and I, I saw this, that after that Broncos game, um, coach Mike McCarthy bought some, uh, I don't even know what you call it. Monkey powder. You guys see this? No, um, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Yeah, he bought some monkey powder for his players, and it's supposed to be to anti-chafing. Um, is it just a sign of disrespect and trying to get them riled up? But it, it, maybe, maybe it worked. <laughs> what? Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he's a weird dude. He is a weird guy. Hey, hey you know, when when he went 43-3, to three, maybe it worked. <laughs> what? But, yeah, look up what it, it's supposed to be, like, S anti-chafing stuff. <laughs> Okay, so just Googled it. First article that comes up is, what is anti-monkey butt powder, and why is Mike McCarthy using it to motivate the Cowboys? <laughs> oh, yeah, my. Yeah, when I saw that, I was I was laughing. He's Yeah, he's a weird coach, but, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I just, I, I know both teams have weapons, but, um, you know, I just think the balance here matters, and I know the Cowboys on the road, but. I think, you know, they're better in all three phases, in my opinion, right now. Man, why didn't we get them as a sponsor this week? <laughs> yeah. We, we might have uh, missed an opportunity there. That's all right. Uh, um, couldn't couldn't can, disrespect no, you, Cameron's baby you can race. You can use that after you eat the Cameron. <laughs> you might need it. You're going to need it. Oh, It'll be a two-for-one sponsor deal. <laughs> Um, uh, I'll just go. Yeah, hey, man, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think that's there's too much good value on the Cowboys money line. I mean, you said a lot of it right there. Um, you know, it does look like Chiefs are are the Chiefs really back in for real? I I think this week is the real true test. If uh, what you saw last week from the Chiefs, uh, in, uh, all the points they put up was real or fugazi, but uh, you know. Cowboys, I, I think we know what this Cowboys team is, and this is a team that could put up a lot of points. And, you know, it might be if if the Chiefs' offense isn't as good as uh, we thought they were from this past week, you know, maybe they're going to struggle a little bit against this uh, Dallas secondary keeping pace. So, you know, getting, getting plus value on this Cowboys money line when, honestly, I feel like it's at least – it's got to be at least a 50-50 shot. The boys come out victorious here. So, you know, I'm I'm all over that with you. You know, I love that lock. Yeah, I mean, uh, I won't beat the dead horse here, guys, but I, I like the Cowboys uh, in this game. I They, when you think about the entirety of the season and, and the product that both these teams have put out, um, the Cowboys are just a vastly better team. I know the Chiefs are coming off a good win, but I'm not going to just assume that they're that they're 100% ready to go um, and they're uh, back to normal. I, I just, I'm not buying that. Um, in my opinion, uh, the Cowboys are, are the superior team and uh, I don't, it doesn't bother me that they're on the road. I just, I think they're going to outplay the Chiefs in this one. 
And uh, this is a measuring stick game for them. I totally expect them to be ready to play in this one. So, uh, like the Cowboys here, Dak has outplayed Mahomes this year. I, I, that's not a, that's not even a debate. Um, it's just, it's just the way it is. Dak. Yeah, and um, I, I, I'm surprised that the Chiefs are favored, um, frankly. And I think the to get the Cowboys uh, plus points at this point in the season, given what they've showed. Uh, I think you you gotta hammer it. So Adam, glad it's your lock. Uh, I, I love the pick. I I this is definitely a game I'll be hammering. I didn't expect any other lock from you this week, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. I almost last second switched it to the Seahawks because I thought it would be implied that it you know I'd lock up the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta keep the people on their yeah. toes. All right, uh, next game up Sunday night football. We've got the Steelers. Heading out west to take on the Chargers. Chargers are six-point favorites in this one with the over-under set at 46-and-a-half. Robbie, why don't you kick us off? Oh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, the Chargers have been struggling lately. Um, They're a team that started off pretty hot, but now it just seems like they they can't quite figure it out on offense, uh, quite what they have been. Um, On the other hand, you know, Steelers team, I, I think they're, um, you know, we, we've been talking all year. They, they've kind of been underwhelming of what to expect. And, you know, usually this is, it's been a team that we have been betting against and it's been paying off, but you know, I, I think I'm going to lean on the Steelers here. I, I think the chargers have just been struggling a little too much, especially, uh, Joey Bosa. He's gonna, he, he's, he's got, uh, under COVID protocol. So, you know, he, he's pretty, there's a pretty good chance that he's not going to make this game right here. And I think Najee Harris is going to be able to run all over them in this game. So I think the Steelers are going to keep it close, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I I think this is a good line to be honest. So I'm probably not going to touch this. I'm just going to, just going to enjoy this game. Yeah. I'm actually going to take the chargers here. I know, um, I, I know they've been struggling, especially on the offensive side. I, I, Herbert's in for a bounce-back game, and I think it happens this week at home. Um, you know, what we saw out of the Steel, Steelers last week was just plain ugly um, against the Lions, and c- quite frankly, that that's just what they've looked like all year. Um, <laughs> Rudolph the red-nosed racist, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he – I don't think he's – even if he does play this week, I don't know if he's uh, – any better or Ben Ben's any better than him. Um, they're just lacking at the QB position this year. Um, and I, I think I know that the chargers run defense has been pretty, pretty bad, pretty bad. But um, when you don't have to play for the deep ball, I think you can, you know, stack the box a little bit. And I, 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 I don't think the Steelers offensive line is good enough to run all over the chargers this week. So I, I expect a bounce back game out of Herbert and the Chargers in general, so I'm, I'm taking a minus six. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the Steelers here, but it's contingent upon uh, if if Ben's able to go. If, if Ben can't play, then you know I'm going to f- flip over to the Chargers at some point. Um, and it really doesn't matter what the line is. I just think they'll, they'll kill him if, if Ben's not able to go. But, Adam, I mean, you're kind of right. Um you know they're they're lacking at the quarterback position. That's not what this team is about. They're they're about Najee Harris in the defense and and holding on by the skin of their teeth. Um, even still, I think six points is a lot, um, especially if if Ben is good to go. 
Um, and I say that because the Chargers offense has just looked off. Um, you know, they, they really look sharp at the beginning of the year, putting up a lot of points. Um, and uh, I think that right now, I, I, I think, you know, there's some issues. We talked about Mike Williams. Uh, he's been uh, banged up, and he hasn't really been the same. Uh, the running game hasn't been quite as good. Uh, Herbert, you know, he's looked good, but not quite as good as he did earlier in the season. So, um, you know, they've just struggled a bit. And I think this uh, this Steelers defense is a tough assignment for them. And, uh, you know, Steelers fans travel well, so I think uh, I expect probably a 50-50 crowd uh, for Steelers in this game. So I think when you factor all that in, I just think uh, the Steelers defense is going to be able to keep this game close enough um, to cover the six points here. So I'll, uh, I'll take the Steelers plus the six. All right, guys, final game. We've got Monday Night Football. It's the New York Football Giants. Uh, heading down to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, Buccaneers are 10.5-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 49.5. Robbie, why don't you kick this off? Oh, yeah. Uh, man, so you're seeing the Giants coming off the bye. Um, so they, they've gotten a little time prep for this game, especially with the Monday night. You know, who could ask for any more time than that? And the Buccaneers, with you know, they just uh, went in, to Washington this past week and ended up getting upset and they didn't look good at all. And, you know, in this game, Buccaneers aren't I, still not expecting AB to play. Um, I think Gronk is maybe on more questionable side, uh, probably more 50-50 shot, which would be, uh, it would be pretty big if he ends up playing this game. But it, this Buccaneers offense has clearly been struggling without AB. I mean, you kind of saw it last year. Uh, they were kind of uh, – the offense was a little rough going in the earlier part of the season. And then when they got Antonio Brown, you know, and they started started to cook. And, you know, that that's, that's when they really hit their stride. But now without him, it seems like they're missing that extra plate maker on the outside um, to get things going. But, uh, you know, Giants, they've been playing teams very tough here um, all season. And, you know, I expect 10.5 points. They're going to keep it close. I'm not expecting them to win this game. I think the Buccaneers are going to be able to pull this off. But I think the Giants are going to be able to keep it close. And kind of with that point, um, I'm not since I'm not expecting the Bucks to put up a whole lot of points without AB here, you know, I like the under here. 49.5 just seems a little too high for me. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the Giants here as well. Plus ten and a half. That's a lot of points. Uh, Buccaneers, while they've you know managed to keep kind of winning and, and maintain their good record and their standing in the division, um, they have not been playing nearly as well the last four or five weeks, and it kind of all coincides with uh, you know several injuries on the defensive end of the ball. Uh, and then, you know, Tom Tom Brady picked up a ligament injury in his throwing hand, uh, so he's been struggling with that. You've also had a Godwin injury that has hampered him. He's been able to play through it uh, for the most part, but still has hampered. And then you had talked about the Antonio Brown uh, absence. So, uh, you know, all those things kind of factored in. And, yeah, this Bucks offense is not uh, looking quite as sharp as they did uh, early on in the season, uh, unless they're playing the Bears, then they look just fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the Giants are going to be able to be competitive in this one. I don't think you're going to see the Buccaneers come out and, and put up 38 
points in this game. I think uh, the Giants' defense will keep this game far more respectable, and uh, Danny Dimes will do enough to uh, to keep them within the spread here. So uh, I'm taking the Giants plus 10.5. Yeah, I, I like the Giants plus 10.5. Um, I think my favorite play in this game is actually the over. Um, I sort of disagree with you guys with the the Bucks' offense. I think even without AB, I think they're going to get get their act together at home. Um, they got enough playmakers regardless of, you know, whether Gronk or AB are playing. I, you know, I think, I think last week with how little they were on the field, I, I, I just like fully expect them to have a bounce back offensive performance. And on the other side, the Giants, you know, they're, they're finally starting to look healthy. You got a healthy Danny Dimes, Saquon's looking like he's going to play, Galladay, Tony, uh, Shepard. So I, you know, I, I expect a lot of points in this game, especially with how banged up the Bucks secondary and how bad they've looked. So uh, I'm taking the Giants to keep it close um, and cover. But I, like I said, my favorite play is going to be the over. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up our week 11. Uh, let's do a quick recap here. So lead pipe locks, uh, Adam, uh you're you're everything if if uh boys in the hood if not predictable uh cowboys money line boys in the hood uh yeah i'm expecting uh not surprised they were your lock but uh yeah that's a great pick uh robbie pats minus six and a half love the thursday night lock i i don't know i don't know that it's worked out great for us uh in terms of performance but it's it's fun at the very least uh but love the pats this week uh they're a very hot team uh, heading into Atlanta, a team that's in complete disarray and, and has been ever since that Super Bowl loss. Um, <laughs> and then finally, I've got the Ravens minus six uh, taken on the Bears uh, on the road. Um, that's just me as a Bears fan realizing what the Bears are and are not capable of. Um, but uh, I fully expect the Ravens offense to be able to do enough in that game uh, to cover that uh, six-point spread. Uh, so that in mind, uh, let's take a look at our podcast parlay. So there were quite a few things we all agreed on this week. Um, guys, we were thinking before the show, Seahawks plus 2.5, Packers minus 2.5, and, and Panthers uh, minus 3. We we're going to buy that down to minus 3 from 3.5. Three are we still comfortable with that, or we we want to shake it up after talking through it more? I'm pretty good with those three. Yeah, I'm good with those three, too. Um, unless you guys want to do Panthers minus three and a half, but, you know, I'm absolutely good with buying it down to minus three. Uh, yeah, I think I'm good with that. The The only other thing I would say is the Lions-Browns under 45 were all on that, but um, we have been burned, we have been burned <laughs> by the over-unders on the Browns. I think we Browns. forgot to mention the strained oblique from uh, Jared Goff. I know that totally stri- or slipped my mind right there. Um, which could affect the the under there, you know, if he's uh, if he plays and he's not super comfortable throwing. Yeah, but, good. Um, good point. I, I'm good with what we have. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see a reason to change it. Like you said, we've we've had some bad juju with uh, with the over unders uh, in with the Browns in particular. So maybe we just stay away from that this week. Uh, so yeah, our podcast parlay to reiterate it. Uh, more confidently is Seahawks plus two and a half Packers minus two and a half and Panthers minus three. You got to buy it down. Um, so guys, that's going to do it for our week 11 episode reminder. Please check us out on social media, Instagram and Twitter 
our handle is SL Football Guys. Follow us along there. Uh, putting up great content all the time. And we will be back for our Thanksgiving episode next week. So until then, take care.